Now, time for On the Town with the League of Gentlemen, the brilliant radio show that led to the brilliant TV show. And tonight, Reg finds Barbara through the local dating agency. Very good. Thank you, Fletcher. Oh, lots of posts this morning. <laughs> Electric. <laughs> TV licence. Oh, what's this? Close Encounters Dating Agency. Let's have a look. <laughs> Dear Mr Ingleby, you'll be pleased to know a suitable match has come up on our computer. Oh, my goodness, this is it, Reg. This is where you start walking tall. <laughs> In a lady's arms at last. Oh, yeah, she doesn't drop me. <laughs> We present On the Town with a League of Gentlemen, starring Mr. Mark Gatiss, Mr. Stephen Pemberton, and Mr. Reese Shearsmith. Episode 5 A Kind of Loving. Now, I've received a verbal warning from Spent FM after a string of listeners rang the duty office to complain. <laughs> According to this, I'm a bigoted, insensitive, irresponsible old lady who spends her days bringing misery to her public. <laughs> anyway, I have to mend my ways or I'm in for the chop. You miserable interfering old coffin dodgers. Excuse me, is this the charity shop? Yes, dear. It's Mrs Beasley, isn't it? Yes. Is that a bag, is it? Ye yes, I've brought some stuff in for you. Oh, lovely. It's a good stuff, is it? A lot of it's very new. Ooh. Mainly little Karen's clothes. I just don't need them anymore. Oh, uh, what's that? It's a teddy. It's a teddy, is it? Yes, it, it's brand new. Oh, has it got a special mark on it? It needs a special mark here, else I can't take it. Uh, I don't know. No, no, there's no special mark on it. I can't take it without a special mark. Here we are, dear two teas. I didn't make you one, dear. That's okay. What have you got there? It's a teddy, it's a teddy, is it? <laughs> Has he got a special mark on it? No, no. I was just explaining to the lady. Mm, you see, we can't take him without a special mark. Why not? Well, it's not safe, dear. All the safe ones have got a special mark. It could have glass in it, this. Or sand, dear. It's... Give this to a kitty, dear. It could die. It's a death trap. <laughs> it wouldn't be right if we took it. Oh, OK, then. I think the spastics will have it, though, dear. Try the spastics. Oh, yes. They'll take anything. Or cancer. Try cancer. That's only a few doors down. Right. Well, but we'll keep the bag if we're made, oh dear. It's a good bag, is that? What is it? Plastic, is it? Reedy? Reedy! Got a bag for you, dear? What's that, dear? You got a bag for me? This lady brought you a bag. What is it? Plastic, is it? I think it is. <laughs> Has it got a special mark on it? Special mark? They have to have a special mark and we can't take them. What is it? Death trap, is it? Yes, a death trap. You could kill a kitty with this. Oh, you couldn't live with that, could you, dear? It wouldn't be right if we took it. Give it to the spastics, then. <laughs> no, no need to, to be rude, rude dear. <laughs> it's a good bag, though, isn't it, dear? Ooh. It's a good bag. Congratulations, Mike. Thanks, Brian. Come on, Mike. All right, Jeff, all right. Let's get these pictures done. You stand in the middle. Turn your head to the left a bit. There's more hair that side. <laughs> That's it. And uh, Cheryl, if you could angle your hat a bit, love. OK, it's just the sun was glistening on his grafts. <laughs> That's it, ready. Say third degree burns, everybody. 
third-degree burns. <laughs> Excuse me, is there anyone sitting there? No, no, not at all. <laughs> here, here, let me help you. Oh, thank you. <sighs> they make a lovely couple, don't they? Yeah, they do. I must find out where she got that dress from, see if they do women my size. dress? <laughs> So you're getting married? Well, no, not exactly. It's illegal, of course, since I had the operation, but uh, I can dream, can't I? Uh, can't we all? Many's the time I sit in my little shop and daydream about meeting the right woman. The patter of tiny feet. Maybe one day we could even have kids. Well, you know, you should do what I did. Go to a dating agency. There's a very good one in Spent called Close Encounters. Wait, wait, wait. Are you Barbara? Yeah. Are you Reg? Yes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da. Barbara, we've made contact. <laughs> Bills, Visa, Platinum, Amex, Diners Club, Gold. Don't you dread the footfall of the postman? Is that the one where Jack Nicholson does it on the kitchen table? <laughs> Isn't everything so expensive these days? It must be hard for you, love. I don't suppose you get much money from Ron flogging roses in the middle of the A54. Forget my. Oh, I know, love, but it's, it's a bare kind of existence. Living hand to mouth and seeing how Eddie and I live. Well... You must feel like a little Rwandan let loose in Harrods Food Hall. <laughs> You're right, Mrs. Leverton. Sometimes I think my little buggers will eat me out of house at all. Mm. Don't get me wrong, Iris. I think you do wonders on a limited budget. I mean, it's not everyone who'd think to make a lasagna out of half a dozen pot noodles and a dairy leaf. <laughs> well, at least they're not faddy. Must have been hell, that business of your Hillary. Well, Iris, I'll just see if the car's OK. Special plates, separate cutlery, all that fuss with rubber gloves. I don't know, what could be taking him so long? Wouldn't eat bread, wouldn't drink milk, wouldn't stay in the same room as a potato. Iris! <laughs> Christmas, you sat down to a honey roast goose with all the trimmings, and what did she have? Mug of hot water and a swede. Look! <laughs> what was it Dr. Dinetto said? A martyr complex brought on by an overbearing mother and an ineffectual father. <laughs> Something like that. Mind you, when she did it, she wouldn't keep it in. We never knew which end it was going to come out of sometimes. <laughs> Remember when there was that smell coming from a room? We lifted the ceiling tiles and found all them Morrison's bags full of sick. Please! <laughs> psychiatric ward, she has to eat what she's given since it comes to a tube. Iris! <laughs> well, when the car's fixed, I'm off into town. I've got a few errands to run. Oh, that'll be the man for the garage. He's so good whenever there's a breakdown. Maybe you should go by the hospital. <laughs> Let me out! Let me out of here! Somebody! Benjamin, please. What am I doing here? Let me out. I can't let you out. You must be punished. Punished? What for? Don't you remember? We left you to look after the toads. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it was an accident. I called a vet. Dr. Chinnery. Exactly. <laughs> Poor lady didn't stand a chance. This is ridiculous. Get out of my way. I'm... Oh, you've poisoned me. Oh, no, 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 no. It's probably just a reaction. <laughs> to what? To the hormones Uncle Harvey's been putting in your food. <laughs> what? 
Yes. Yes, I have taken the liberty of lacing your food with a tincture of lumbic fluid extracted from the spines of over 150 individual toads. We hope you don't mind. I don't believe this. You see, for many years now, I've dreamed of a new breed, a powerful hybrid of Batrachian and man, an animal capable of leaping three times its own height, of knocking a man unconscious with a flick of its tongue. Making its neck go in and out like a big balloon. If all goes according to plan, Benjamin, you will become the prototype of this being. Since you're a guest with us, we think at the very least you can do No, you can't do this to me. It's madness. You're right, Benjamin. It is madness. Keeping you caged up without so much as a bite to eat. Here, I've brought you some locusts. <laughs> it's quite romantic down here, isn't it, Barbara? Well, it's hardly the tunnel of love, Reg. I'm sorry, we can go if you like. No, no, it's all right, we're here now. We may as well stay for the tour. It's just that it's so dark down here, we can't see each other properly. Well, that's something, isn't it? Right, if you just follow me, the entrance to this particular cave is quite low down, so mind you don't bump your heads. Now, not a lot of people know that Stump Hall Cavern takes its name from the crippled prostitute. <laughs> who used to ply a trade here in the 17th century. If you look closely up there, you can still see her tariff etched into the limestone in soot. You stick close behind me, mind the shale on those steps, quite slippy. We are, of course, part of a much wider network of caverns that riddle the entire county, including the much larger Red Scar Caverns, located some half a mile away to the west. A trifle flashy for my taste, I have to say, with the gift shop, granary-style cafeteria, and 100% safety record plastered all over their promotional literature, but there you go. Uh, we stay in single file, we'll make our way into the main cavern. This particular cavern may already be familiar to you from its countless appearances on the small screen. In 1974, you couldn't move down here for Cybermen. <laughs> In fact, there was a rather amusing incident in which Tom Baker sprained his ankle on that rock there. Just goes to show how easily accidents happen. <laughs> yes, we've had all the celebrities down here, including the late Don Henderson of Bullman fame. The Chuckle Brothers, you may have noticed the autograph in the ticket booth. And Michael Burke and the 999 team. <laughs> it's around about this stage of the tour I like to raise the subject of darkness. You know, there's nothing quite like the darkness we get down here in the caves. And to illustrate this, we do like to turn out all the lights, just for a few moments. I myself, not fond of the darkness. I sleep with the lights on now. It's in the darkness I see the boy's face. <laughs> Eyes protruding. Tongue out. Black. <laughs> if you look closely up there, you can still see some of the limestone formations which Stump Hall is more famous, used to be more famous. So here we have Santa Claus, his beard and sack. <laughs> the Wombles, you'll see how the sediment forms the brim of Orinoco's hat. <laughs> the Toffee Apple and Errol Flynn. <laughs> this one over here, people say to me, Mick, that doesn't look like anything at all, but I don't know. When I look at it, I seem to see a little pair of hands clutching at a slippery wet rope. <laughs> sliding down, down into the black water. Sometimes I'll stand here for hours, just looking at it. 
Right, that concludes the main part of the tour, if you'd follow me. Michael Burke did say to me, Mick, you can't go and blame yourself, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> but I don't know, young kiddie like that, whole life ahead of him. School trip tragedy, local man blamed. <laughs> Every day the same, parade of blank faces, constant drip drip from the cavern roof. The cold indifference of the ancient rock. <laughs> but you keep going, don't you? It's like the moss growing around that little light bulb there. Life finds a way. <laughs> Look at that skein of iron oxide. You wouldn't find anything like that in Red Scar. <laughs> Remember the guide on your way out. Yeah. Hello, David. Hi, Jeff. Hope you got a good speech planned for us. Oh, don't worry. Listen, I'm sorry you couldn't come to the service, but they didn't have access. Oh, I don't mind. That's the boring bit. Being in a wheelchair sometimes has its uses. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later, David. I've got to go and change Mike's dressing. He's eyeing a suit and he didn't want to get stains on All right. It. <laughs> see you later, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't see you sat there. Don't get up. No. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's Peter, isn't it? No, 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 no. Uh, Paul. David. Uh, that's it, yes. Uh, David, yes, David. Well, of course, you're the... Uh, the... Uh... Are you keeping? Oh, you know, last time I saw you, David, you were only so high. Of course, um... <laughs> that was before the, uh... <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, listen, I must crash. Uh, dash! Dash! Um, off! You know, for a... Do you know where the gents is? No, no, well, you wouldn't, would you? I mean, you might. Oh, not that you shouldn't. I mean, even you lot have got to... You know. <laughs> or maybe you've got one of those little... No, 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 no. <laughs> You wouldn't, would you? It's down there on the left. On the left? Right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, look, look. There they go. You see, the bride and groom. <laughs> I dare say they'll be off for an early night tonight, you know. <laughs> Are you courting like David? No. No, 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 no. Well, uh... Oh, but you might. Not that... Oh, not that in the modern world. Uh... I mean, I saw this documentary and there's no reason, no reason in the world why... And there's bound to be someone out there. Plenty of fish, see, and all that. Yeah, I saw this bonny one with calipers on once, collected with a tin outside Bootsies, and well, that just goes to show. You, you've got to find one that doesn't mind doing it with a... doesn't mind doing it without even. And if your kiddies turned out to be a bit... Well, you know, they, they can tell nowadays. They've got computers. Christ, David, you wouldn't have to keep it. Excuse me, my wife's calling me. Oh, are you, champion? <laughs> Was it something I said? It's a quarter to two. It seems that love is still in the air. I've received this leaflet from a very own spent zoo. Apparently, they're going to be having a little visitor. Chong Ching, our giant panda, is going to be introduced to a male friend from Beijing called Laura Laura, in the hope <laughs> that an act of procreative congress may occur between them. So, if your idea of fun is watching two giant cuddly toys going at it like knives, <laughs> then get yourself down to Spent Zoo, where, as the leaflet says, you can see the wonders of the animal kingdom at home in their natural environment. Four-foot concrete coffins slick with blood from the sores and their lice-ridden hides. <laughs> Here's the toy dolls and Nelly the Elephant. Nelly the Elephant, 
It's a quite a tricky matter, Dr. Trinnery. Yes, so I believe. Uh, the pandas, they've, they've taken quite a fancy to each other, but the male... Oh, this is uh, Mr. Young, by the way. He brought Laura Laura over from Beijing Zoo. Hello. <laughs> oh, this is great misfortune, Wagner. Chung Ching and Laura Laura, they get on a house on fire, yeah? They love each other very, very much. <laughs> but now, male panda cannot rise to the occasion. <laughs> I see. Well, it's not really much of a problem, gentlemen. Happens to the best of us. You must appreciate the importance of this union, Dr. Chinnery. Laura Laura is only potter male panda left in captivity. They must mate to keep panda from extinction. I quite understand, sir. Let's see what we've got in here. Oh, what is that, Dr. Chinnery? It's a vacuum pump. <laughs> you may have seen something like it advertised in uh, specialist magazines. All we have to do is slip it onto Laura Laura's nether regions and he'll be standing proud in no time. There we are. Nice and snug. Now, all I have to do is pump out the air. There, you see? Oh, he big boy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That seems uh, about right. Oh, no, no. We don't want him going limp again, do we? Chong Ching would be very disappointed. <laughs> He's going funny, Connor. Uh, it's perfectly normal. <laughs> Dr. Chinnery! That'll do it, I think. Now, I just slip the tube from the... Oh, dear. <laughs> Can't get it loose. <laughs> it's a bit like getting a lid off a pickle jar. Just requires a very firm grip. One firm twist. <laughs> it's come off. Union continuous plant. Um, I wonder if you'd take a seat, Mr. Young. I've got some rather upsetting news. Oh, that poor panda. He'll be all right. Dr. Chinnery knows what he's doing. He used that thing on me. been to the zoo in years, Barbara. Neither have I. Makes a nice change, doesn't it? Yeah, it reminds me of my circus days. Oh, you were in the circus? Yes, when I was little. <laughs> we kept cockatiels. Did you train them? No, I rode them. <laughs> Sometimes I think I should be in a cage, then at least I can earn a living from the people who stare at me. Hey, no. You are a beautiful woman, Barbara. <laughs> And when you've had your voice altered, you'll be the talk of the town. Sometimes I don't quite feel like a woman. Well, I do, so. Is it your place or mine? We'd better go to mine. I doubt I'd fit in your house. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll just nip to the toilet and we'll make a move. All right. Good. Can you put me down? <laughs> Please, Uncle Huff, you've got to let me go. Oh, no, no, dear, no. When your transformation is complete, I'm sure you will thank me. You see, in many ways, Brother Toad exceeds us mere mortals. He is superior in almost every aspect of his life. No, he's not. What does a toad do besides hop and croak? It, uh... Yes? It, uh, deposits its eggs in long strings in the same pool year after year. And? A... 
cane toad can live up to six years, seven if it has a couple of mild winters. Yeah, but he can't paint pictures or write books or fly to the moon. Yes, it can. No, it can't. <laughs> the toad is a stupid, dirty, green thing that lives in ponds and gives you warts. You bastard. <laughs> I'll tell you what a toad doesn't do, Benjamin. <laughs> You won't find a toad squat on the floor, eyes rolled to the ceiling, conducting himself in the solo symphony. <laughs> a toad doesn't have The girls will be back soon. Very well, very well. Give it some supper and then put it to bed. And don't forget to lock the door. Oh, Harvey, he's starting to look very green around the gills. Excellent, Val. Excellent. <laughs> Now, pray silence for the best man. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thanks. Now, as Mike's best man, I've got to say a few words about his achievements. So I won't be long. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> seriously, seriously. His lovely bride, Cheryl, she's asked me to keep it quick. Which is obviously what she's used to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Mike is my best friend in the world. Yeah, yeah. I've known him years. Since school, in fact, and on and off ever since. Remember, Mike, back in 60, we used to sit together in maths. We were right double act. Terrible twosome. Yeah, they'd split us up, but we always managed to sneak back together, didn't we? In the end, to stop us laughing and joking, they had to move me into a lower stream with all the remedials. (laughs) And the evening arts, the the teacher preferred Mike's drawing of a trainer to mine. Such detail, she said. (laughs) I wouldn't have minded it was my pencil he drew it with. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days, eh, Mike? Happiest days of our lives. Mike and I left uh, St Mark's at the same time, began work up at the plant together. Yeah, same office for a while, up for our old tricks. Till Mike was quickly headhunted. And you know, I've watched him from that same little office rise and rise through the ranks to the position he holds today. My boss! Who would have thought that stuck-up little boy would one day be... Ticking me off for not sending them faxes that night. <laughs> I still can't believe it. You know, you work your fingers to the bone. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting off the point. It's about this time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, we're sharing the same little office. Mike is screwing my girlfriend, Katie. No. Yeah, all right, Cheryl, you shut your mouth. You're not part of this story yet. <laughs> Oh, but it's here that things finally go in my favour for a change, ladies and gentlemen, because in 87, both our mums got really ill roughly the same time. Mine, thank God, she got better, but yours died, didn't she, Mike? (laughs) Didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, your mum died, but mine didn't. (laughs) I won that. (laughs) At least I won the mums. Sit down now, Jeff. No one wants this. I hate you, Mike. <laughs> I hate your success, your suits, and your new wife. I bet you're so happy, aren't you? Are you happy, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Mike and Cheryl's day. <laughs> George, your glasses, please. Join me in a toast to the happy couple. The happy, happy couple. couple. <laughs> Now, I'm on my best behaviour this afternoon or else I'm off the air. (laughs) I'd like you to meet a very special guest, Pam Auswick, who suffers from a terrible condition that must make her life a living hell. 
Yes, it's today's disease in focus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, morbid obesity. Sit down, okay. Now, Pam, get your breath back and tell us, have you always been such a big lady? Well, well no, Bernice, this is the funny thing. You see, I've got two sisters, thin as you like. You put them next to me, we look like two matchmakers and a cream egg. <laughs> so it's not a hereditary disorder? Oh, no. no, 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 not at all. The doctors say it's glandular. <laughs> as if. <laughs> what? What do they know? It's, it's mumbo-jumbo a lot of the time, isn't it? What, what do you think is wrong with you? I think I can trace it back to when Mum died. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I'm sure there's one thing going through the listeners' minds at this mm. point, and I, I have to ask you this. How on earth do you manage to go to the toilet? <laughs> I'm sorry? Well, I imagine you have trouble fitting one cheek on the seat, never mind. Both at the same time. <laughs> well, it became clear... I'll get complaints about that now. <laughs> you see, one of the key aspects of morbid obesity... Or gluttony. <laughs> well, actually, we don't like to call it that. Well, greed, then. Well, now this is the point, Bernice. How I am is no longer connected to how much I eat. Oh, come off it, woman. <laughs> Size are you? You're not telling me you live on skim milk and rye eater. I'm on a strictly controlled diet. Consisting of what? Large sandwiches and deep-fried chocolate cakes? <laughs> Eating margarine out of the tub with a wooden spoon? <laughs> Morbid obesity. Giving it a special name. You fat woman. Fat! <laughs> you want to lose weight? Stop. Stop eating, you great wobbling lump of... Unfortunately, due to a technical fault, we seem to have lost this afternoon's edition of Hours of Agony. I will not be silent for the sake of a beached whale in a dress! <laughs> but we will continue with some light music until we've sorted the problem out. If you could only see this woman! She's so cute, she must get her knickers on prescription! <laughs> Turn the lights out, Reg. Can you lift me up? Here, go on. You get into bed, I'll get the lights. All right. Let's have some music, shall we? I'm turning the lights out. Are you in? Just about. God, I'm shattered before we start. Well, shift over. I don't want to crush you. Come on. Oh, Barbara. Lying next to you like this, you make me feel big. That's the idea, Reg. Oh, here, I think you'd better slip this on. All right. Have you got it on? the lights. Yeah. Oh, God, Reg. Look, let me help you out. Come on. Oh, oh, thank you, Barbara. I thought I was going to die in there for a minute. I couldn't breathe. It all went tight to me face. I know. You look like that thing out of Alien. I'm sorry, Barbara. I'm a useless freak. It's impossible. Look, don't worry, Reg. Calm down. There are other ways of enjoying each other. Come up here. Come on. Yeah. Now, just you start at the top. And work your way down. Mm. 
Well, Tammy, a good half hour, mind. <laughs> All right. And I've got some stops to make on the way. <laughs> You have been listening to On the Town with a League of Gentlemen, starring Mark Gatiss, Steve Pemberton and Rhys Shearsmith. The programme was written by the cast and Jeremy Dyson. The producer was Sarah Smith.